नारायण नमस्कृत नरंगचावनोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरिये Before reciting the Shrimad Bhagavatam, which is our very means of conquest, we should offer our respectful obeisances unto Lord Narayan, the supreme personality of Godhead, unto Nar Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, unto Shri Vyasadeva, the author, and unto Shri Prabhupada, the translator, commentator, and our spiritual master. Nastaprayesha Bhadreshu. Nastaprayesha Bhadreshu. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavatyuttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki By regular attendance and classes on Srimad Bhagavatam and by rendering devotional service to the pure devotee, all that is inauspicious within the heart is destroyed almost to nil, and loving devotion to the Supreme Lord who is glorified in transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya 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 On this 23rd day of October 2018 in Tucson Arizona we're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 12, The Age of Deterioration, Chapter 3, The Bhumi Gita, Text Number 51. Kaler Doshana Dherajan, Kaler Doshana Dherajan, Asti Eko Mahangunaha, Asti Eko Mahangunaha, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Mukta Sangha Param Vrajet, Mukta Sangha Param Vrajet, Kale doshana dherajan, Kale doshana dherajan, Asti eko mahangunaha, Asti eko mahangunaha, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Mukta Sangha Parambrajet, Mukta Sangha Parambrajet, Kale doshana dherajan, Kale doshana dherajan, Asti eko mahangunaha, Asti eko mahangunaha, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Mukta Sangha Parambrajet, Mukta Sangha Parambrajet, Kale Doshana Dherajan, Asti Eko Mahangunaha, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, Mukta Sangha Parambrajit Kale Doshana Dherajan Asti Eko Mahangunaha Kirtanadeva Krishnasya Mukta Sangha Parambrajit Kale Doshani Dherajan Kale Doshani Dherajan Asti Eko Mahangunaha Asti Eko Mahangunaha Kirtanadeva Krishnasya Kirtanadeva Krishnasya Mukta Sangha Parambraje Mukta Sangha Parambraje Ladies? There's one lady over here.
काले दोष I'll just read these myself. You can read along. Kale of the age of Kali, Doshanidhe, in the ocean of faults. Rajan, O king, Asti, there is, he certainly, Ekaha, one, Mahan, very great, Gunaha, good quality, Kirtanat, by chanting, Eva, certainly, Krishnasya, of the holy name of Krishna, Muktasangaha, liberated from material bondage, Param, to the transcendental spiritual kingdom, Vrajet, one can go. Translation, my dear king, although Kali Yuga is an ocean of faults, there is still one good quality about this age. Simply by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, one can become free from material bondage and be promoted to the transcendental kingdom. And this purport is by uh, the disciples of Srila Prabhupada. After mentioning the innumerable faults of this age of Kali, Sugadeva Goswami now mentions its one brilliant aspect. Just as one powerful king can kill innumerable thieves, one brilliant spiritual quality can destroy all the contamination of this age. It is impossible to overestimate the importance of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, especially in this fallen age. Now, this is the last verse of the chapter. We can read this one together. Just go down, 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 not up, but down. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can you pick up the next verse? Yeah, sure. Fifty-two. Uh, Fifty-two. Got it. This verse naturally goes with the previous verse. Kriti yajayato Vishnum. Yep. Kriti Translation. Whatever result was obtained in Satya Yuga by meditating on Vishnu, in Treta Yuga by performing sacrifices, and in Dwapar Yuga by serving the Lord's lotus feet, can be obtained in Kali Yuga simply by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Okay, I'll just read this purport. A similar verse is found in the Vishnu Purana 6217, also in the Padma Purana Uttarakhanda and the Brihanaradiya Purana. Dhyayan krite yajan yagyais tvetayam dvapareya chayan yadapnoti tadapnoti kalosam kyutya keshavam. Whatever is achieved by meditation in Satya Yuga, by the performance of sacrifice in Treta Yuga, and by the worship of Lord Krishna's lotus feet in Dwapara Yuga, is obtained in the age of Kali, simply by glorifying the name of Lord Keshava. Srila Jiva Goswami is further quoted from the Brahma Vaivarta Puran concerning the degraded condition of the people in the Kali Yuga. Thus, in the age of Kali, the practices of austerity, yoga, meditation, deity worship, sacrifice, and so on, along with their various subsidiary functions, are not properly carried out, even by the most expert embodied souls. 
Srila Jiva Goswami has also cited the Chaturmasya Mahatmya of the Skanda Purana concerning the necessity of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra in this age. Tata Chaivotamam Loke Tapak Sri Harikirtanam Kalo Yuge Visheshena Vishnu Prityai Samachari. In this way, the most perfect penance to be executed in this world is the chanting of the name of Lord Sri Hari. Especially in the age of Kali, one can satisfy the Supreme Lord Vishnu by performing Sankirtan. In conclusion, massive propaganda should be made all over the world to induce people to chant the Hare Krishna mantra by which human society can be rescued from the dangerous ocean of the age of Kali. And that's the end of this chapter. Now I'd like to also read Srila Prabhupada's comments on the first verse we read, um, which was Kalar Dosha Nidhe Rajan. He, in, a, in a lecture, he gave a little uh, explanation of that, and I'd like to cite that if you give me a chance. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is from Shribhad speaking in December on, the, on Christmas Day, 1966, in the storefront. <laughs> and he cites the verse, and he says, this, this is a shloka from the Srimad Bhagavatam in connection with the conversation with King Parikat and Shukadev Goswami. And when the description of the Kali Yuga was given, Maharaj Parikshit became very sorry because he was a pious king. He was thinking always of the welfare of the citizens. So when he heard about the description of the Kali Yuga, he was very much disturbed in his mind. Although he was going to die, still he was so compassionate. Oh, in the age of Kali, the people will suffer so much. So when he was so sorry, Shukadev Goswami encouraged him, Maharaj, don't be sorry. There is a very nice process in the Kali Yuga. In the midst of so many difficulties of this age, there is one boon, and that boon is one can become liberated from this material entanglement altogether, simply by chanting this, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare It was especially mentioned, Kirtanadeva Krishnasya, simply by chanting Hare Krishna, one can become liberated. This is the greatest boon in this age. Although there are so many difficulties, full of miseries, increase, increase in the greatest volume, the world is, material world is miserable. Just like these cold seasons, so Prabhupada is experiencing this winter time, you know, in Bengali, it's now the Christmas. Uh, cold season, this winter season, today we are feeling most inconvenienced. Similarly, this material world is always miserable. But still in this age, it is most miserable, in this age that is most miserable in this age of Kali, but the boon is, the first class boon is that even there are so many miserable conditions, in the midst of all those disadvantages, one can become free from all contamination simply by chanting Hare Krishna. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble basis unto him and all members of Sri Parampara. So before we explore this verse uh, further, I wanted to uh, cite a few of the translations of the verses before that's describing the age of Kali, and you'll see uh, how amazing this Bhagavatam is in predicting and describing exactly what we're going through today. So he, he goes through the four different yugas and describes how... Uh, in each you, in the Sati Yuga, people lived for 100,000 years, everyone was Brahminical. The four pillars of religion were, were fully manifest austerity, cleanliness, truthfulness, and mercy. In the Treta Yuga, 
That it says three trade to Yigra. That means that that it's decreased by one quarter. It's three fourths of the of the austerity, mercy, truthfulness, and, and cleanliness. And in the Dwapara Yuga, that's two, it's half. And in Kali Yuga, everything goes to hell. So he's describing uh, Kali Yuga now. When there is a predominance of cheating, lying, sloth, sleepiness, violence, depression, lamentation, bewilderment, fear, and poverty, that is the age of Kali, the age of the mode of ignorance. Because of the bad qualities of the age of Kali, human beings will become short-sighted, unfortunate, gluttonous, lustful, and poverty-stricken. Women, becoming unchaste, will freely wander from one man to the next. Cities will be dominated by thieves. The Vedas will be contaminated by speculative interpretations of atheists. Political leaders will virtually consume the citizens, and so-called priests and intellectuals will be devotees of their bellies and genitals. The brahmacharis will fail to execute their vows and become generally unclean. The householders will become beggars, the vanaprastas will live in the villages, and the sannyasis will become greedy for wealth. It goes on like this. I want to read a couple more. Uh, in the age of Kali, people's minds will always be agitated. They will become emaciated by famine and taxation and will always be disturbed by fear of drought. They will lack adequate clothing, food and drink, will be unable to properly rest, have sex or bathe themselves, and will have no ornaments to decorate their bodies. In fact, the people of Kali Yuga will gradually come to appear like ghostly, haunted creatures. In Kali Yuga, men will develop hatred for each other even over a few coins. Giving up all friendly relations, they will be ready to lose their own lives and kill even their own uh, relatives. Men will no longer protect their elderly parents, their children or their respectable wives. Thoroughly degraded, they will care only to satisfy their own bellies and genitals. And it goes on like this. In the next chapter, he has even more detail. This is actually Bhumi speaking. And then the, the chapter ends with these two verses. Even though this is an ocean of faults, and we can test, we, we have direct experience of this, Pratyaksha. Uh, the great special quality of this age, Mahalanguna, is that just by chanting the holy name of Krishna, especially Hare Krishna Mantra, one can be saved from the evils of this age and delivered. So, uh, this, this is uh, practically the end of the Bhagavatam. This is the twelfth canto, winding up the, the instruction. And again, the chanting of the holy name is uh, emphasized. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada, you can just, just visualize the scene there. He's sitting in 26 Second Avenue, and nobody knew much about anything. But what they did know, they were feeling the wonderful effects of chanting Hare Krishna. Kirtans would be minimum an hour. Minimum an hour, probably chanting there and everybody in the, in, in the storefront going at it, you know. Just like he had done in the uh, Bowery, you know. And so, by the, basically by the chanting in those first three books that he had of the first canto, and Srila Prabhupada also teaching Bhagavad Gita by translating on the fly, giving commentary. This, this is the, the, uh, was, was the Hare Krishna movement at that time. There was nothing on the West Coast, there was nothing on the, you know, anywhere else. It was just that one little storefront. But that was the genesis of the whole program because it works. That anyone who really enters into a kirtan or japa or somehow or other strongly concentrates on Hare Krishna mantra will feel the benefit, the upliftment of the spirit, the clouds of, of depression or whatever it may be, kind of lifting. And uh, if, you, if you stay at it, you keep at it, they feel enormous benefits. 
and, and, and you can see the great, uh, that this, this verse is absolutely true. So, uh, but as, as we've discussed, there are these two main benefits of the chanting. The first is practically, as soon as you begin to chant, one name we were discussing last night with, uh, with, uh, about Ajamil. And if you recall, it's, uh, uh, this is uh, Yamaraj speaking about the essence of Dharma. He had spoken two verses earlier, one or one, actually three verses earlier. He had, he had given this line that Prabhupada always quote, Dharmam to Sakshat Bhagavat Pranitam, which means real Dharma is enunciated and defined by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is not a human <coughs> construct. And so one, one, then one may ask, well, where is it residing? Where is it, uh, how can we understand Dharma in this age? And then he gives us list of, list of 12 Mahanjans, great souls. Don't, they don't create the Dharma, they purely transmit the Dharma of the Lord. And they, and they speak just for time, place, circumstance, you know, but it's the essential Dharma. And we learned what that was way back in the first canon. The real Dharma is that which evokes pure bhakti to Krishna which is un, unmotivated and uninterrupted. That's the standard of religion. Otherwise, it, it goes into the realm of kaitava dharma, cheating religion. Religion is ultimately not meant for kama. This was described also in that section. Uh, kama sinindriya, what did he say? Dharma sya yapavarga sya nartotaya pakalpate nartasa dharmaikantasa kama labayahismata. That Dharma is ultimately meant for liberation. It's not meant for uh, arta, getting money to satisfy one's senses. Although those are the four purushartas we, we traditionally Dharma, Arta, Kama, Moksha. That's, if you're gonna if if you're going to be a materialist, then stay within this realm. You know, follow the Dharma that's given in the Karmakanda section. Stay within the Vedic paradigm. Otherwise, you're, you're probably going to lose your human form of life then you're, you're helpless. So at least stay with that. But Bhagavatam is not meant to give that. This is what, what Vyasadeva gave in his other writings. He wrote all, all these other Puranas, which spoke about Krishna to some degree, but had some material aspect. He wrote the Karmakanda section of the Vedas. He wrote the Rig Veda. I, you know, one time <laughs> with the internet, the Rig Veda was mentioned in the class, and I said, I wonder if I can find the Rig Veda on the uh, internet. Keyed it in, Googled it, downloaded the whole Rig Veda, and I just was exploring it. And, as, and this began with this very ardent prayer to Lord Indra, and it was an ardent prayer to Agni, and it was all about, please bless me, you know, and give me this, give me that. It's, it's like that. I mean, I, I don't know if the whole Rig Veda is like that, but... So, so that was, so Vyasadeva was chastised for that. Believe that. At the beginning of Bhagavatam, we have a, the first canon is kind of an introduction, but there's a lot of essential instructions in there. And part of the uh, description is how did the Bhagavatam come to be written? And so it describes how Vyasadeva was, discont- was discontented with all of his writings. He'd written the Mahabharata, he'd written the other Puranas, he'd written down the, written down the four Vedas and the Vedanta Sutra. And Upanishads and all, with all of that, he still felt a little uneasy. And he was wondering about why it was. He actually figured it out, but then Narada Muni came and confirmed. And, uh, do you think, O Prabhu, that the body and the mind and the senses are proper objects of, of self-realization? This is what he said. <laughs> uh, 
Ah, uh, no, you know. And so uh, then he, he, he chanted these famous verses. That if some uh, writing, no matter how beautiful it is, how uh, materially perfect it is in terms of literature, fails to glorify the Supreme Lord, then it is like a pilgrimage place for crows. In other words, it's nothing but garbage. You know? Now he's not saying there the Mahabharata is garbage, but the, but the idea is that, he explains, you did not sufficiently glorify uh, Krishna, his process of bhakti, incarnations, all of these things. And uh, so, what, so he, he uh, advises Vyasadeva to meditate. He says, you're competent to understand the pastimes of the Lord. So you sit in meditation and everything will be revealed to you. So he sits down. It's a very important section. Featured in the Tattva Sandarbha. A lot of commentary on this section by Jiva Goswami. And he says, uh, and, and what ha- he describes there, Bhakti yoga ena manasi samyang manasi jayajudeh apashat purusham puranam mayam chayira pasriyam panihite amale, amale, his pure consciousness. In his pure kindness and meditating in bhakti yoga, he saw the supreme person, the complete person, and he saw his energy, bewildering energy, Maya, behind him. In other words, under full control. So Krishna is never overwhelmed with Maya; he's never covered. Now, yaya, by that Maya energy, sammohito jiva, atmanam chikunatmakam parokimanati nartam yatkripam chapipadyate. By that material energy, the jivas in this material world are bewildered. And even though they are by nature transcendental to the modes of nature, they identify with it and they, be, they become conditioned and, and experience so many anartas, like birth, old age, disease, and death, and things like that. Then it says, Anartopashamam sakshat bhakti yoga marhokshaje lokasyajanado vidvang chakri sattva samhita. That people don't know this. We're wandering around, suffering all of these problems in the street, but we have no idea why or anything, complete ignorance. So that just says uh, that anartopasamam sakshat bhakti yogam, that bhakti yoga can immediately wipe away or counteract all these anartas. Bhakti yogam arhokshade. Again, remember I mentioned this, this name of Krishna is often used when he's speaking of initial stages of bhakti because we, we, we learn, first of all, that there's someone or something beyond our vision and we want to know what it is. If it's whatever we may call it, God, the Supreme Person, you know. That, that interest is essential to begin. And then if we are fortunate to get the right, to come in contact with the right source of knowledge, we learn about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the way to know Him. So, Arhokshaja, he, he pushes down, Adha Akshaja. Akshaja, Aksha means eyes, Ja means born. Knowledge born of the eyes. In other words, from our own ability to investigate and think and everything, but limited by our senses and mind. That, that knowledge is insufficient, in, unable to tell us anything accurate about the Supreme. So that's, he pushes it down, other oxygen, right? So he's known as the oxygen. So, so uh, people don't know, that, know this, therefore, Vyasadeva compiled the Bhagavad Purana. In other words, being with this inspiration, this is what inspired him to write the Bhagavad Purana. Yasyam vai shuyamanayam bhakti paramapurushe krishne I'm sorry for getting some of the words. By bhakti yoga to Krishna, the Supreme Person, 
uh, one is uh, freed from shoka moha bayapaha, completely eradicates a la- uh, uh, lamentation, um, uh, illusion, and greed, uh, and, and fear. I'm sorry, and fear. So uh, he wrote the Bhagavatam down, and then he taught it to his son Shukadev. That's also a whole adventure. Shukadev Goswami didn't have any, want to have anything to do with this material world. He stayed in the womb for how long? Twelve years. Sixteen. Sometimes. Sixteen years. <laughs> You imagine, he just doesn't want to come out. So Krishna came all the way from Dwarka, where expansion came, and then convinced him, you won't be conditioned. He gets, he's, he's born, and he takes sannyasa. <laughs> he just starts walking. And Jasadeva is following him. I want to teach you the Bhagavatam. He didn't want to hear about it yet. So he goes out into the forest. Only the trees were echoing. It's a, it's a dramatic scene, the first canon. So how to get him to learn the Bhagavatam? It said in another Purana, he would, that Vyasadeva sent some of his disciples out to chant some of the nectar verses of the Bhagavatam to attract the mind of Shukadev. And one of them was this Baha Pidam, which is in the 21st chapter. Baha Pidam. Now just imagine, you know, Shukadev is out in the forest somewhere, they don't know where he is, so they go out and they just chant loudly the verses. Baha Pidam, Natavadavapu Karneyo Karnikaram, Bimbran Vasa Kakanaka Kapisham Vajayantim Chamalam. Randran veno hadadasudiha purihan go pavrindaya vrindaranyam sopatatamanam pavishad giti kirti. With lovely peacock plume upon his head and fragrant flower placed upon each ear, he enters Brudge's woods with graceful tread, a handsome dancing actor without peer. His golden yellow raiment brightly glows, his splendid garland reaches to his knees. And from his luscious lips the nectar flows and fills his flute with charming melodies. As Krishna thus begins his blissful day, with coward friends who sing his glory sweet, he beautifies Vrindavan's forest way with fine impressions of his lotus feet. So Shukadev Goswami heard that one and others. One of them was the one about how merciful Krishna is. He, uh, Putana tried to kill him as a baby by poisoning him with a breast and he, ki- he killed her. He sucked out her life along with the poison and the milk. But he gave her a position in the spiritual world as a nurse, practically next to Mother Yashoda. So who could be more compassionate? This is Uddhava speaking. That was another verse. So hearing these nectar verses, Shukadeva was attracted to come back, learn the Bhagavatam, and then he spoke the Bhagavatam to Purikit. That was the first time it was actually spoken. Heard by Sutta Goswami and memorized the whole thing. We have such trouble memorizing a few verses. Sukshutidar. As soon as you hear once, you learn. And then he recited it to the sages at Naimashiranya. And that's mostly what the Bhagavatam is. So, um, where does that leave us? So, we have this Bhagavatam, and we've been studying in the Bhagavatam how the, 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 the chanting of the holy name is featured, especially for the, this age. The, 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 the simple fact is that our minds are our worst enemies. In, in this uh, uh, condition, situation, especially in this age of Kali. The minds are filled with so many anxieties, so many material desires, so many fears, so many doubts. And as Krishna says, if you, your mind can be your best friend, it can be your worst enemy. Uh, the, the mind that's uh, forgetting Krishna and is immersed in this world is your worst enemy. But the mind that's fixed on me is your best friend, uplifting. Do not degrade oneself by the mind, uplift oneself by the mind. 
So understanding that and having this wonderful opportunity of the instruction, uh, uh, genuine instruction from Krishna coming down unbroken and unadulterated un, uh, through the parampara of how to realize this knowledge, we should take full advantage of it. And especially become really serious about chanting the holy names regularly. Chanting our rounds, we're initiated, take about 16 rounds. Uh, trying, trying systematic to avoid the offenses, and generally speaking, uh, take our minds away from Maya and place it on Krishna. There's so many uh, ways to do that, chief of which is hearing and chanting. And that hearing and chanting is meant to, uh, to uh, accompany our other activities. Uh, I mean, wherever you're going, you know, when, when these, these verses, you know, you, you can see it, I, I love these verses. So just when you're walking, you know, the Sanskrit has such a beat to it. Some of the verses literally, you know, like the Rupa Rap, which I didn't get a chance to do. Uh, five verses called the Tribhangi Chanda Stava. Each line is kind of divided into three, the Tribhangi Chanda. And it's just a meditation on Krishna. The Rupa Goswami's gift. That's one verse. There's five of them. <laughs> and anyone who knows Sanskrit a little bit says, well, they all end in M. They're all direct objects. In other words, they're describing Krishna, and at the end, he says, I bow down to you. I pray my to you. Are this, 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 all of this description. So I put it, I try to put it into a, a poem. It's not very good. You broke the two Yamalajan trees. You love to delight your pure devotees. You crushed the pride of the Kali, a snake with your prancing dance in the Yamuna lake. You're the coward's prince and the life and soul. To serve you with love is their only goal. In the caves you meet the gopis fair and enjoyed sweet loving pastimes there. You're dashing, clever, and most debonair. Your lotus hands give blessings rare. To worship you again and again is the way of the wise of the coward men. When the gopis hear the flute you hold, their passion grows a thousandfold. In your transcendental form we find astounding traits of every kind. Of amorous joking, you're the king. Indeed, you're skilled at everything. Anyways, poor attempt. <laughs> but at least it's, you know, why if you take time to chant that, you won't be thinking of any Maya. <laughs> you don't need a smartphone. <laughs> you don't need a smartphone. You don't need a video or anything. The video is playing in your brain. The whole point is by the words, it invokes the images, in the, and it's, it's actually Krishna. Anyway, these are the, the gifts. The Bhagavatam, you know, is, is an ocean of nectar. Itself. When I was working on the tenth canto uh, in in uh, in Miami back in eighty five, eighty six, that's eighty seven, whatever, uh, we come across these chapters. You know, chapters that we'd read in Krishna books, so relishable. Uh, the gopis sing of Krishna as he wanders in the forest. Chapter thirty five. It's very parallel to chapter twenty one. Twenty one is this famous Venu Gita. You know, which Shiva Swami so wonderfully expanded into the whole book with all kinds of commentary on that. Uh, and the, but but the, uh, the, the the chapter thirty five called Yugal Geet. There's four main Geets, uh, Gopi Geets in the in the Bhagavatam: the uh, Venu Geet, Yugal Geet, the uh, Gopi Geet, and the Brahmara Geet. The Gopi Geet, even though they're all known as Gopi Geet, especially chapter thirty one, which is the separation song of the Gopis in the middle of the Rasa dance. 
You read in the Krishna book how the, you know, the gopis were searching for Krishna and they were imitating his pastime, becoming absorbed in him, but he was, he was you know, ratcheting up their separation mood to the highest. So finally, the moon, they can't see the moon anymore. The moon is, so they go back to the Yamuna and they sing this song of separation, which I've, I've so, so many Indian body devotees, they, 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 they seem to learn this when they're children. Jayatite dikam janmana rajak, shrayate indara shasvaratrahi, dayate drishyatam dikshatavakas, tvahivratasavastvam vachinvate. So this is kind of the theme, it's almost like the refrain. And it's like, um, oh, this Blayan has become so glorious because now uh, the goddess of fortune is living here. And we are your uh, sold-out servants, oh beloved, please appear before us again. We are, maintain our life. You're maintaining our life. Please appear back. And the very most famous of these is this, uh, chanted in the, in the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita by King Pataparudra. Remember when he was trying to get the association of Lord Chaitanya, but Lord Chaitanya was very strictly following the sannyasa dharma, not associating with the king, because it's pounds, shillings, pence, and you know, no. But really, he wanted to give him a chance. So upon the advice of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya and the others, he said, look, during the Rathayatra, there's, there's so much exertion, but then there comes a point, there's a little garden where Jagannath stops the cart, and seriously, it stopped. And then people bring their offerings from home. So Lord Chaitanya will rest there, because he already established a routine. He'll rest. Now you go, take off the royal robes, forget that. And you just go and you massage his legs and you chant this, uh, this nectar, you know, from the, uh, from the rasa dance section. So he did that, and Lord Chaitanya was in ecstatic trance. He didn't notice, apparently. And so then he chanted, apparently, the whole chapter. But when he got to this one, which is quoted in the CC, Lord Chaitanya stood up and embraced him. So this is a famous Sankirtan verse. This is an inspiration for Sankirtan devotees. Tavakatamatam tapta jivanam kavabiriditam kalmashapaham shavanamangalam shimaratatam bhuviganandiye buridhajana You can see how the chanda, the meter, is also very attractive for the mind. It helps you to concentrate on the meaning. That's why poetry is so powerful. So he says, my dear Lord, the gopis are praying there on the bank of the Yamuna and Krishna is listening out of sight. And uh, the, the, the nectar of talks about you are the life and soul of those living entities who are suffering, burning miseries in this material world. Tapakatam and Taptajivanam. And they are sung by great poets and devotees. Kavabir, Iditam. Kavabir, Iditam. Kalmashapaham. And they destroy all sinful reactions. Shavanamangalam, very auspicious to hear. Srimad, full of spiritual power. Srimad Atatam Bhubhigunantiye Buddhid. Certainly those who are spreading your glory throughout this world are the most munificent welfare workers. Now as soon as we read that verse, of course we think of Srila Prabhupada, who worked harder to spread the glories of, of uh, Krishna around this world. And he encouraged us, yes, you do it too. Go and distribute books, chant the holy name, distribute prasadam. So it's just a very well-known verse. So all the Bhagavatam is filled with these uh, treasures. And uh, uh, all of them are, the whole Bhagavatam, Prabhupada, is not different from Krishna. This glorification, because he's absolute. When we chant the holy name, we're, Krishna is dancing on our tongue. We're associating. And when, what I love about the, these verses and the description, it engages the intelligence more. You, you know, you concentrate, you're seeing images and Krishna's Leela and so much nice instruction. This is, we should really learn that. I can, 
send out my little six, six easy uh, steps of memorizing verses. Mm -hmm. I, I have it. I can <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can I share can it. So next time I come, we'll have... Now, what I, what I was going to suggest, I, I, I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds here, um, you, you, you're very nicely chanting. I, I, suppose, I suppose this was because I'm here. You put out the Radha, Radha names. Yeah, I remember Bhagavad Gita. So, so next year, when I come, uh, there's one uh, 20 names of Krishna. Now, it's, it's seven verses instead of four. So if you want, you can break it up one day for the four, and then the last three, one of the four. But I was thinking, Radharani's not going to be that happy if we only chant her names and we don't chant Krishna's names. <laughs> so we don't want to do that, so we better learn. <laughs> They're very sweet. Sri Krishna Paramananda Govinda Nanda Nandana. It's very sweet. And, it, and then the, the benefits are, are almost as good as the ones for Radha. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what, what he says there is that uh, anyone who chants this takes the, gets the highest happiness, known as prema. What more do you want? Then, this is from the Stavamala also. Yeah, it's practically a companion to these ten names. And then uh, you become very dear to everybody. And you get all the Sadgunavali Bhushita decorated with all good qualities. And then Vradharata Kumara Sel Sandikashnabhapnaya, you attain a place in the spiritual world nearby the lotus feet of Krishna. So what's more what more do you want? Such a deal. Anyway, I'll provide those and you can do as you want, but that would be nice next year to do that. Oh, it's kind of gotten a little late and I have something I need to do uh, here. So, any questions or comments on these well, points? Yes. <clears throat> what is that? Will you send those verses to me? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll make them available. Okay. I, yeah, before I leave. Prabhu, go ahead. Uh, is there not a statement given also that Shukadeva Goswami heard Bhagavatam in the womb? While he was in the womb for those 12 years? Um, that I don't remember. Could very well be. But it, but but he he didn't he didn't reveal that what he what he said is Atmarama Simunayo, he he said you know I was describing him, is that even though he was near Granta he was transcendental the qualities of Hari were so great that even when his Atmarama is enjoying he still engages in devotional service so he he describes how he came back, so he may very well have done that but uh, it didn't manifest right away until he came back from the forest. Anyone else? Okay. Um, yes, Prabhu. So it's about this morning when Tulsi Prabhu was reading, well, you know, the essential thing was what could be a three minute lecture do? Oh, yeah. Now, uh, can you square that, or maybe it's, it's complementary parts of the same whole, but with Prabhupada saying, uh, distribute the book, uh, the book on the merit of the book. Now, that's going to take a few minutes. So. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, well, your three-minute lecture may do very good if, when they buy the book. <laughs> but the context was don't lie, right? Well, that's the thing. That, that hook, and, hook or crook thing, is, yeah. you know, that was misused. misused. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, in the context, you know, Baba, if they go away angry or disappointed, you fail. Yeah. So, so the, the, you know, we went overboard in, in the 70s, and let's face it, because the whole thing with the scores, that's what was enlivening Prabhupada, somehow or other. You know, and and we, we we created some ill will amongst uh, certain devotees, uh, people out there, as well as getting a lot of books out. But the, but it was understood that uh, the methods have to be changed, 
And now, uh, you know, by Shashika Babu, he's the, <laughs> the, uh, the charya now of the book distribution. And whatever you do, leave them with a good feeling. You know, even if they don't buy a book, they saw someone who was exceptional, was friendly, was, was, uh, gave them, uh, was interested in them. You have, they have to really feel that you're not like everyone else, pretending to care, or just looking to get their hand, their hand in your wallet. You know? Rather, we really care, and we want to give you the most valuable thing there is in, in, in the universe, which is this knowledge, for a, a, a really insignificant price, compared to, you know, if they understand that. So that's, that's the, uh, what's come out of that. That, that statement, as, you know, as many other statements, can be misused. But uh, Prabhupada de- definitely put a lot of caveats in there, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, you have to speak to them. I mean, if, if you can, I, I can, I can. Another thing that's really amazing and enlivening is Vijay's list. Uh, he, he gets these stories, Sankirtan stories from now, and some of them he, he's compiled a book of the history of these stories of amazing things that have happened on Sankirtan of people responding who you would never imagine. He, showed, he sometimes has a picture. And guy looks like a grunge, you know. <laughs> the last person in the world, you know. But he, but he bought the whole Bhagavatam. I mean, it's, it's just like... <laughs> you don't know what's, how people will respond. Sometimes, you have the Gita? You have the Bhagavad Gita? I've been looking for that book for 30 years, you know, like that. Or I met Prabhupada back and forth, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's... And it's very enlivening to see that you know, Krishna really can uh, take hold of anyone's heart. And if we're of good, you know, consciousness and we approach with the proper attitude, then we can, you know, plant that seed or strike that spark, however you want to say it. Uh, he, he does what Prabhupada said to do this morning in the letter also. Use the techniques of the salesman. Yes, yes. for Krishna. Yeah, yeah. So he, he and that our people are doing that now at the campus. They, I, did you get Arjun Flash's book? The, how to get, how to inspire them to give more love to me? Because they're giving the students are giving more money now. <laughs> how did you get inspired? How did they learn that? Well, one thing he, he says is he said, "What do you think you would pay for this in a bookstore?" So we kind of say, we say most students give, you know, five ten dollars. When they see that other people are giving, yeah, yeah, members, and they feel like, oh, that's. I don't want to be a cheapskate. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds. There's all, there's all kinds of benign things that you can do and techniques, certainly within the context. All glorious to you, Prabhu. Oh, please. Shiva Prabhupada. Prabhu. I'm assuming with all this paraphernalia, you recorded it. Yes, absolutely. Because okay. I blew it. I failed. I failed to push the right.